Wait a minute. Hear this. Growth Farm Production. This is the Scalable Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Luigi Prestonetti. And each week, we will go on a journey, a journey that will inspire you, motivate you, and help you be the very best you can be. Our focus will be on mindset, tactics, and the strategies that will enable you to create more opportunities and win more deals. Welcome to another episode of the Scalable Growth Podcast. I'm excited that you've joined us for what will be another incredible episode. If you're a first-time listener, I just want to say thanks again for joining us this week. We hope you find this content valuable and you're able to take some of this content and implement immediately. And if you're a long-time listener, as I always say, thank you for showing up each and every week. Um, I'm really grateful for your support and I'm pumped to bring an incredible guest who's going to take us take us on the front line when it comes to running outreach. Salespeople often hate their CRM. Why? Because they are hard to use, difficult to customize, and expensive to maintain. This means leads and opportunities don't get updated. Things get missed and sales can suffer. Insightly is the modern CRM that teams love. Easy to use, flexible enough to support your unique needs and scales with you as you grow. This helps you sell smarter, grow faster and build lasting customer relationships. Insightly is trusted by more than a million users worldwide. For more information, visit insightly.com forward slash get insightly. And this week's guest, we have Tom Slocum, who's the founder of the SD Lab, who is a strategic advisor for a number of fast growing tech companies and has also been in the hot seat himself as a VP of sales and recently decided to go out on his own, start his own practice and help companies scale their go-to-market model, but more importantly, help sellers be the very best they can be. So I want to say thank you for joining us this week, Tom. What an intro, my friend. I appreciate it. You know, we've uh, been circling the LinkedIn world together for quite some time, always showing up for one another, uh, putting out as much great value content as we can to, to the community of sales. So a lot of respect for you, man, and, and very grateful to be sharing the uh, stage with you today. Mate, and, and likewise, man, I'm uh, a big fan of your content. You put a lot of actionable insight, and, and for our for our audience, we'll make sure that you know, you've know you got your link for your LinkedIn um, in the show notes <laughs> so they can access. But, but mate, I, I do want to talk because I think um, the reason why this subject excites me the most, and even though I, I do talk a lot about prospecting when it comes to selling, it's because we, we do know the data is, is very clear inbounds, you know, getting, getting harder and harder to generate for salespeople. Um, and the sales motion is changing, but what we do know is that pipeline creation is still the number one. It's, it's gotta be the number one focus for most salespeople at the moment. So I'm really, really keen to dive into this topic, but before we jump in, uh, I'd love for you to share with our audience sort of, how did you start in the world of selling? So it all started for me back in 2007 right? A little bit ago. Uh, and so I started in the financial service industry. So my mother-in-law worked at, or my, my stepmother worked at Discover Card um, and got me in on the ground level to work in like billing transfers and ticket, you know, going out and reaching to credit card members um, when I was in high school. So I started there just ripping cold calls, learning how to, you know, call up uh, credit card holders and talk to them about transferring their balances or, hey, you got $25,000 on your Discover card, you know, or 
and, and do this kind of financial conversation with an, an adult when, you know, I'm 18, 19 years old at the time, right? Like, I, I don't know what a credit card's like. Very, yeah, I'm just getting into that world. So it was a lot. It was a big learning curve. Um, yeah. But I did that. Then I moved into car sales. Then I moved into real estate. And then I moved into for-profit education, um, mm-hmm. doing admissions. And that's when... 2010 is kind of when things really started clicking for me and I entered the corporate world and kind of started my my true sales career. If, if you really talk, yeah. you know, look at it that way, like I got into for-profit education and that's when I started ripping 300 dials a day. I'm going through a training program, learning acronyms on how to handle objections and all these yeah. things um, and running a full sales cycle, right? I was reaching out to people getting them to enroll in college and then had to guide them all the way through their first class. Mm. So we're collecting transcripts, financial aid, doing that whole deal cycle um, for these folks. Then from there, jumped into GoDaddy, Yelp. Um, And then in 2016, I found my love for sales development, got into the SDR side of the house and I've been there ever since. Right. And uh, it's my jam. Went to (laughs) VP of sales, you know, moved my way up. So yeah, Kind of started the full sales cycle, AE, kind of took a step back, went to the SDR side of the house, moved into a director, you know, VP of sales, and now founder, right? All within about 16 years of uh, doing all of this. So it's been crazy. It's been a ride. What a journey, mate. So from selling discovery cards to real estate (laughs) education to now tech, um, what's been the biggest learning for you across all those sectors when it comes to selling? Honestly, people are people. (laughs) <laughs> I have sold everything under the sun. You know, I've sold everything. Um, I, I've done it all. I've only ever done outbound, right? With a little bit of inbound, but mainly, yeah. mainly having to go to market for everything I did um, and source that meeting and run it through. Mm-hmm. And all I could say is it doesn't matter what product, mm-hmm. service, there's some things you got to adjust. But the reality is, is it's a human being on the other side of that email and it's a human being on the other side of that phone call. And, and just focus on helping them. Mm-hmm. If you call with the intent to help, you're, you're going to land meetings, right? You're going to land, you know, people being interested. Um, and that's kind of been my biggest takeaway is plug me in anywhere. I know how to help people. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all it is. I know how to help um, and ask questions and dive into somebody's challenges and then assess that problem. Yeah. You know, uh, I guess I'm, you know, a natural problem solver. Yeah. And that's just been what's helped me uh, for 16 years. Mate, what a response. I think I'm absolutely aligned with that, right? Because that's some of the first, you know, the, the, the first sales principles that we need to be thinking about is, I love that, you're dealing with people. So people, you know, focus on the people first and focus on the mindset of helping others um, and, and helping solve a particular problem. Um, and that that is cr- across every industry, Right, that's not just tech related, or it's not real estate related. If you if you lead with that particular mindset, you'll be successful across every single industry that you work in. Yeah, you just plug in the variables, right? The different service mm. or the solution. Uh, but nobody, what I've learned in brand narratives and following all of this stuff for all this time is that it's more the narrative and the why behind what we're doing mm. than it is the product that solves that. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares that it's Coca-Cola or it's Pepsi. They just they just want to drink. They're thirsty, right? Yeah. Somebody sneezes. They they don't care what type of brand Kleenex they get or tissue. They just they just need to blow yeah. their nose, right? And so 
when you just go in the mindset of learning your space, mm. truly understanding what they need solved, why the hell they would even give a crap about your product or solution, that's all you got to lead with. All the rest of the stuff is the creativity part and yeah. you kind of lean into some things. You might you know, have to get technical on some calls, but the reality is, is Luigi, listen, I'm giving you a call, man. I saw that you know, mm. in your, your post or something that I saw on, you know, that triggered me here. You're looking to, to attack this. What have you done so far to, to address this issue? Yeah. I'm just kind of curious. Yeah. I learn where you're at. I ask you some questions and then it's like, look, this seems valuable. This is why I called. I, I felt based on this trigger, it made sense for me to reach out. Sounds like it does. Do you have time on Tuesday? And I would love to help you solve this problem. I happen to work with SD Lab. This is what we do, right? This is yeah. where we can help, but like, I can help you solve your problem. Do you, do you have some time to talk, right? Mate, already, we, I was just I was just trying to segue from, you know, because I think we we started an, an incredible foot, right, talking about the right mindset, and then without even knowing, you've, you've brought us into today's topic, which is all about how to run that particular call. And you've, you've mentioned a couple of things there, so I, I do want to make sure we're capturing this. Um, yeah. The way that you started the call, which you want to go back to, and then I want to talk about the trigger that you were leading with. Um, and the narrative mm -hmm. and the really soft CTA. So there's sort of four things that you covered in that in that in that very um, short cold call interaction. But can you just take us back a, back a step? So because I think a lot of the mistakes and and this is a, a great subject for us to talk about, right? Um, research. Do you research? Don't you research? Um, yeah. What are the steps that we should be doing before we even pick up the phone? There's Three, there's kind of three things you want to bring into every interaction through a cold call and an email. And there's three pillars I focus on, which is research, relatability, and relevancy. That's that's the success formula. That's all you got to cater to and figure out, yeah. right? So the research is, the research isn't like where people think like it has to be about the mm. prospect. How do I go and dive into every yeah. prospect? And it's it's not that. It, sometimes I do have to just be persona based when mm. I cold call somebody. Okay, I don't. They don't have a LinkedIn presence. I don't have a lot going there, but I can personalize mm. that conversation to their yeah. world, their narrative, right? And understanding their pains and, and empathize and empathize with that, right? To where they're like, dude, you're showing me you give a, a shit, <laughs> right? You're not trying yeah. to just sell me. And so that's what research means: is you have to lay that foundation of. Are they even the right person to be calling? Are they the right customer mm. for what we want? Right? I watch SDRs, man, get let go or put on pips because maybe they make 500 dials a week. They're not getting meetings booked. And the manager doesn't even spot to look at, hey, you're making 500 dials a week. You're getting, let's say, 10 connections. But all those connections are actually with the wrong yeah. people. So you actually only had one at bat for the entire week out of those nine connects you had. How can I fire you for yeah. that? Now, if you had 10 connects and you didn't book nobody and they're all the right person, they're our ideal customer, you had a chance to pitch the product and you didn't get the meeting, well, we got some levers to pull and we might need to have a discussion. Yeah. But these people get so beat up and, and not given a fair chance because managers aren't looking at this stuff and being like, okay, you're not even targeting the right people and that's on us. We've given you a mass list to spray and pray and you're wasting days scrubbing through four or 500 records that were irrelevant to even yeah. be calling in the first place if we had just targeted you to, to, to these hundred. So it's back-end yeah. research that makes sure they're not a customer, makes sure like they fit these things. And what is that customer profile? 
Then finding the relevancy. What's the true relevancy here? Because again, I found my trigger. I'm reaching out. How do I tie that in? What is the the relevancy there to why mm-hmm. me, Tom? Why in the hell did you pick up the phone and call me yeah. today? Like of all people, when it's like, that's where confidence in the cold call comes from. That's how you would handle objections. That's how you like push these conversations is because you have the research and mm-hmm. the relevancy and you're like, dude, I, I called you with purpose. There, there is a real indication here as to why I think my product's fit for you. Where if you're just spraying and praying and willy-nilling it, you get an objection. You don't really know what to say yeah. back. You don't know how to push back because you haven't, you're trying to do the research while yeah. the call is in real time and you have no idea. You hang up the phone and you're like, oh, I could have said that. Mm. Oh, I didn't even realize in their account they were doing this. Shoot. Yeah. Right? So, and then you bring in relatability, right? You bring in some customer testimonials, some success stories in that call of, you know, hey, Luigi. I was actually just talking to a VP of sales, Derek, over at XYZ. I don't know if you've seen him around LinkedIn, but we were talking about this exact thing, Mm. right? Like outbound rates are low, emails are not happening, and their team is not picking up the phone. Where are you struggling the most? You know, he said it was the the phone call. His team won't pick up the phone. What about you? Where where is that big roadblock for you? I love that. And this... You know, in three minutes, we were able to sort of dump so much value in this. And, and and the reason why I love it, because if we just go back a step, and again, this goes to first principles, because you are focusing on that research, that relevance and that relatability um, is because you know the space, you're going into the call prepared, you're competent, which is delivering you that confidence to be able to have that, that dialogue, right? And when they do put up an objection, because we – you know, we are calling people, especially if it's a, if it doesn't matter if it's a cold, warm, whichever way you want to structure the call. Yeah, we are interrupting them, so there's always going to be a level mm-hmm. of you know why are you calling me and why should I listen? So there'll there'll be a little bit of tension, and and what you're effectively doing with that is saying yes, I'm going to embrace the tension. I'm coming with a strong point of view. I'm going to reduce that tension in the call, right? And I absolutely love that. Um, and so yeah. can I just can you just maybe walk us through because, you know. Again, there's there's some schools, there's some gurus out there that will say you don't need to research. But and I, I get what mm-hmm. you're saying. There are some people that just don't have a presence. But why is it important to be looking for triggers before creating your message? Because we are now in a time, right, in the '90s and the '80s, and when cold calling was at its true, you know, epitome <laughs> of, of level, it was because there was a lack of information. Yeah. The only way for you to get your product or service out to a market was to physically go do that work, right? You had to go pave the pavement. You had to be picking up phone calls, trying to call people and tell them about your product. And eventually it would build a a huge market. People would be talking, you'd be closing deals, right? And now you've got a strong market hold. Nowadays, we don't need to do that. Now we're in a data-driven sales world where... Everything is at your disposal. Come, people are already buying or you know vetting out what they need, right? They don't need to be wait. Nobody's getting an unexpected call to be introduced to a new toothbrush. Oh my God, a toothbrush has debuted in the world. That was like in the 80s and 90s when you had no yeah. idea the electric toothbrush was born. If you didn't get the phone call, you didn't really know what was going on. And your friend's like, oh, I got this electric toothbrush. And you're like, where did you even, what? Now it's like, dude, I'm overwhelmed with options. I'm overwhelmed with things where I don't yeah. need anybody to call me. I don't need anybody. I'm getting hit with targeted ads. And so mm-hmm. when you research on a trigger, it's just showing like, hey, I see you're obviously invested in this. This is a concern for you. And it again says, 
answers your question, what's in it for me and why are you calling me? Mm. That's the whole point is like, hey, I seen this post or and it kind of eases them. Yeah. I, let me take this a step back. I think the real answer and why I do it this way is because I know I'm interrupting yeah. you. I get it. I am cold calling you out of the blue. You didn't say Tom call me. You didn't indicate crap yeah. to me. But I think I have something of value that when I when I do that, it's to alleviate mm. you and say, look, I know I called you out of the blue, Luigi. I get it. I'm a sales guy. This is a cold call. But I'm doing it because I saw yeah. this. Is that accurate? Am I on the right page? Yeah, Tom, that is actually what I'm looking. What you got? Mm. And that makes for a better convo than me kind of calling out of the blue and, and trying to take somebody from zero to 100 yeah. in a in a two-minute phone call. People got to let that go. When I started in my career, I thought I could change minds in under yeah. two minutes. It was just brained in me that I could, if I wasn't getting the meeting booked or selling that value in that two minutes, I failed. And like, what's wrong with me? I should be winning every <laughs> call. I realized like, Stop that. Nobody's looking to buy right now. Nobody mm. needs to buy right now. What we need to do is just talk about this this discussion. Just like your doctor would diagnose your problem, I got to find out how severe yeah. it is. Is your knee injury just sore? Cool. We'll put some ice on it. It's yeah. fine. I'll send you some resources. Do your PT in the meantime, and we'll check in again. Or you're like, holy crap, man, my knee is busted. I'm in a wheelchair. Yeah. I can't even get out of my bed in the morning. Like This is a problem. Okay. Now I can diagnose this. Let's get into this. And, and this is real, really good timing, right? And I can dive into this. And so that's kind of why that's all important and bringing in the trigger. It's just, again, that relevancy. Hey, I have purpose here. This is why I called. Is this is this accurate based on what I'm seeing here? I, I think this would be a good solution for you, no? Yeah. You know, and then they can walk me through that. I love this, man. I'm good. I know it's a good episode, right, when I've got a page of notes happening on my side screen. So this is really good. Um, so, again, I just want to go uh, back. So you, you've spoken about the trigger enables relevance. So you're showing that, you know, as part of the the, the, the outreach process, um, it reduces that tension because you can actually say, I'm, I'm seeing this. Is this – am I aligned? Am I on the right page? But can you just maybe walk us through a scenario and then do what you did earlier – and run that call. So, you know, the scenario might be that, you know, say for example, I'm a VP of sales. Um, I've got, uh, you know, I've got a whole bunch of tech tools. Um, the data showing that sellers are struggling to actually create enough pipeline. They're not hitting target. You know, all the common things that we're seeing right now. Um, I might have posted a couple of things about, you know, the challenges that it's, you know, the confidence issues that salespeople are having. How would you go about reaching out to me if I was that VP of sales trying to book a meeting for SD Lab um, to talk about yeah. what you do? You, you give me all the right ammo, right? This isn't an ideal world, right? Let, and I'm putting listeners, in spot, I hear yeah. you. Not everybody is in this beautiful SaaS tech space <laughs> where VPs and sales are posting all the time, like, I've been there, y'all. Like I've I've done the dirty work where you don't get that content yeah. or that enrichment, and you just gotta you know do what you gotta do. But when in this scenario, you know you can you can indicate here. I've been following you for a little yep. bit. I've been seeing you post a few times, right? I'm gonna pick up that phone, and it's like, hey, Luigi, it's Tom over at the SD Lab. 
How have you been? How are things? Yeah, not bad. Sorry, sorry where are you calling from? <laughs> hey, you know, it, it's Tom over at the SD Lab, uh, an, an outbound agency. Real quick, I'll keep this super brief for you. The reason that I was giving you a call and, and why you're getting this cold call is I've been following you for a minute. I've seen your posts a couple of times lately around your outbound team kind of bumping and falling apart, kind of in generating a consistent pipeline, right? And I was just curious, what are you looking or how have you been attacking that up until now? Are you looking at some ways to you know, bring in outside consulting, coaching? Are you doing something with an enablement team? How are you kind of addressing that right now? Because um, it sounds like it's a pretty big pain for you. Yeah, great question. I've, um, I've been really struggling to find what the right appropriate next step is. Um, I've got an internal enablement team, but they're more focusing on product training and I'm struggling to get my guys to just pick up the phone and it's having a real impact on the amount of pipeline that we're creating. Yeah. Are you in the trenches with them? Have you like rode along with them, jumped on the phones with them and, and done some dialing to kind of just kind of test their theory out of if it's them or, you know, if it's the market, uh, have you done anything to kind of support them in that? No, I haven't, I haven't, haven't taken that action yet. Um, at the moment I'm, you know, we've got budgets and I'm trying to put together my budget. I'm worried about headcount. They're going to cut headcount. Um, so that's, that's where I'm at at the moment. Got to do less with more. Yeah. <laughs> it's a common yeah. theme, uh, that I'm hearing, you know, I was just talking with, uh, Derek over at the, you know, XYZ and he and I kind of laughed because, you want to double our quotas, but take away half of the seven yeah. people that I've been trying to work with. And it, it's overwhelming. And so, I, like I said, this call was going to be super brief. I don't want to take much more of your time. It, it sounds like you've not really tackled this just yet, or you have mm -hmm. tried some things and it's just not really been successful. I run an outbound agency. That's what I do is I come in as a set of hand, an extra set of hands, eyes, and brain to kind of guide you and uplift your culture, right? I've been a 15-year sales vet doing outbound my whole life. And what I'd love to do is kind of dive into this with you, maybe assess a little bit more of some of yeah. your, you know, traffic you're seeing and, and results you're seeing and pull some levers. Would you potentially have some time on Tuesday? And I, I just want to run it by you. I'll show you how we can come in and I can do some team coaching. We can go through some tech evolution and maybe analyze where this this lever is is stopping the, you know, the the success for your team, right? There's got to be something. Yeah. Um, so would you have some time on Tuesday to chat it out? Absolutely. We'd love to get some insight from you on, on what others are doing as well. So yeah, I'll send it over to you. We'll do Tuesday at two <laughs> o'clock. And what I'm going to do in the meantime is I've got a, I've got a guide for you on kind of overcoming cold calls and it's been helping some teams. It's like five tips. Maybe yeah. your team's already doing them. Maybe it's not. It might provide a small win in the meantime. Um, so I'll shoot that in that email. It'll come from Tom at the SD lab. Um, and then I look forward to talking to you on Tuesday. Um, right. Is that the only challenge you're having right now? Like, is it just top of funnel? I know you've been posting about it and I saw kind of the, the content, but is there something else that's kind of top of mind too? Yeah, no, at the moment, top of funnel is the main issue. You know, once we get them, we're pretty good at converting. We use, you know, we use a medic methodology, but it's purely at the mm -hmm. moment. We just don't have enough opportunities in the pipeline. So that's our number one objective this quarter is to create more pipeline. Right. That's yeah. How do we get more meetings, right? More chances at that to, to pick it up. Um, most everybody, right. Once you get somebody, it's like, we got it from there. No problem whatsoever. It's just getting them on the phones, um, or trying to get email responses. Um, so I've been working with a few clients, you know, giving them, uh, playbooks, frameworks, formulas to really, you know, help them lift this motion. So I'll get you that invite. I will get you that guide. Appreciate you taking a moment to talk to me, um, even though it was a cold call, right? 
Uh, but I'll get that invite to you over and look forward to talking to you and see how I can help you diagnose this problem a little bit. Mate, boom. And uh, just for our audience, how good is this that we put Tom, this was unscripted, we put you under the pump. Like <laughs> not many people can just do a role play uh, out of thin air, man. So I just want to say thanks. That was really good. Um, but let's just go back a step. And, and I, I've actually never done this type of role play on my podcast before. So it's taken us 205 episodes <laughs> to do this. <laughs> um, hey, but just on that, and I like what you've done there, right? And we, we could probably um, break that down into stages. But I think, and you mentioned this before we did the role play, and uh, I didn't, I didn't bring it up, but the goal of the call is not to get them to make a decision about buying your service. The goal of the call is to get, from your opinion, what's the goal of the call? The goal of the call is to get them to, at the end of the call or at some point in the call, ask you for the meeting. That's yeah. like ideally where you want to get, right, is where... They're being like, you know what? Like, damn, Tom, like, this sounds great. Like, this is exactly, yeah, we're trying to figure that out. Like, would you have some time, you know, to talk me through this or I can learn more? Yeah. That's what you want to get. But the whole point of, of, of the cold call is to sell the meeting. You're not going to yeah. sell them in that three to five minutes. You're not going to get them to sign a deal or connect you to the right person and all mm -hmm. of a sudden get a proposal over for 200K, 15K in their inbox, right? In, in mm -hmm. B2B, it's, it's going to take a minute. So, it's about selling the pain, identifying that you, one, there, is there a problem? Okay, that's the yeah. first step. We confirmed you have a problem. I was able to test that before I word vomited on you and was like, hey, Luigi, I've got a solution for you because I've been seeing that you're you know, on content. And then you yeah. come back with your rebuttal of like, hey, Tom, I just signed somebody last week, but thank you. Yeah. Well, well shit, okay, right? So at first, I just want to diagnose and mm -hmm. understand, hey, am I on the right page here? This is what I called for, you know, before I get into it, is that is that pretty accurate? And you're like, yep, that's your spot on. Great. Yeah. Now I've seek to understand. So that's, you know, getting into that, confirming the problem, confirming the level of the problem. Mm -hmm. How bad is it? Right. Is this a now problem or is it a future problem? Yeah. And how urgent can we get you moving? Um, and then do, is there enough here where I tie in everything you said into my value prop now? Hey, based on what you said, where you're struggling with the calling and you're struggling with this, that's exactly what I do. And this is how we do that. Yeah. Would you be open to talking more? And you wrote that all in there. Mm. And that's what then seals the deal where it sounds, you know, and I usually end on sound fair. I usually say that like, hey, does Tuesday at 1230 sound fair for you to, to dive into this a little bit more? And most yeah. off the tongue will be like, of course, that's fine. Yep. You know? Yeah, that's that's great. And I like what you've done there. So just... And so you could kind of do, I love that whole phrase, am I on this, are we on the same page? So even when you maybe can't find a trigger, you could use that same narrative, right, to say, hey, mm -hmm. talking to a bunch of leaders, this is what we're hearing, this is what we're seeing, is this happening for you at the moment as well? Are we on the same page? Right. Flipping this for the other listeners here that don't have that kind of trigger yeah. stuff or don't really have, they're just calling their list, Right. I was going to mention this earlier, and this hopefully sticks with some people. I try to tell SDRs all the time and, and, and a, like AEs, like, that's just your skill set and your role, mm -hmm. right? The SDR. That's just a skill set. That's just a role. You need to be excited about where you work and the industry and people that you talk mm -hmm. to. That's all I've ever done. I've only chose jobs where I love the industry and will listen to podcasts or listen to content 
regardless if I work there or not, because I love that stuff. So then I'm able to bring those into calls and, you know, be able to, um, you know, have a richer conversation and talk to the buyer persona. So now in this scenario, I didn't have any of that, right? Luigi, I'm calling you cold, yeah. cold. It's like, hey, Tom with the FD lab, how have you been? How are things? You know, I was reaching out. I, I was looking over the company, kind of getting some ideas around where you guys are. And typically what I see in this scenario mm. and what I've been hearing from some other VPs I've been talking to, like Dave over at, you know, Honda and Mike over at Kia, they were telling me that, you know, outbound's hard. Like calls are struggling, emails aren't getting responses. Where are you guys at? How are things for you? I was just kind of curious um, as to, you know, how you're tackling that right now. We're good, Tom. We're actually doing great. Okay, that's awesome. What kind of open rates are you seeing and reply rates? Call them out, right? Right into it. Great, let's talk about that. What's your open rates and reply rates look like? Oh, well, okay, well, they're actually at like 20% and 1%. Okay, that's okay. Have you, you know, is that industry standard for you? And do you think that's right on par where you should be? Or, you know, have you seen campaigns push that kind of 5% to 8% range? Mm. Nah, we've never seen those. You know, we don't see those kind of rates. Okay, why do you think that is? You know, is it the messaging? Uh, Have you looked into some of your email structure, you know, infrastructure? Uh, It's probably our messaging. We, We don't have a lot going on. Okay, that's why I called. Yeah, right? I know it's a problem for many. Most leaders don't like writing sequences. They don't like writing messaging. I've been doing it for 15 years. I can write a sequence like the back of my hand now. I, I do it often. I'd love to maybe chat with you for 30 minutes. Maybe just have a quick call and look over some of your messaging with you. Maybe I can provide a quick win or two on some subject line tweaks. I do have a deck I can share with you that kind of walks through best mm. practices. And maybe one of those might help you lift up your rates. But otherwise, I'd love to kind of dive in and talk a little bit about, you know, what I do at the SD lab. Would Tuesday work? Yeah. Right. right? And you get into that whole flow with them um, and you just talk to the persona. Know the world. They're going to relate if you're if you actually know the world versus throwing out like we're here and people are having a hard time evaluating tech options and where to put their money. And the person's like, that's that's not my that's why I do the playbooks. I was telling Mm -hmm. you in the back end of this call before we got on. Right. Is. The playbooks, go through buyer persona exercises. Like seriously, who are your top three buyers and why? What do they want to hear, not hear? What are their pains? What are their goals? And then unify your team across the board. If you were to get ahead of digital on the phone, Diane, who works in digital, what's what are you talking to her about? What are you asking about? What do you what are her aspirations? What are you going to avoid? Right? What are you going to say that triggers kind of that aha moment for that role? Right. Mm-hmm. And you learn that from your current customers. You learn that from your industry. Maybe you're a brand new market. Maybe you don't have a lot to base off of. You go look at your competitors or others yeah. in that space that might be adjacent and kind of understand who are they targeting? Who do they typically talk to? Um, and then start to work your way from there. And then now you can have these kind of call flows where it's just like, my trigger is that it's your title, it's your company. Yeah. I'm assuming based on this stuff. Am I right? Am I accurate? Would that, you know, be be appropriate before I continue? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, no, that's it. That's that's exactly what I'm trying to tackle right now. Okay, great. That's what I thought, you know, and what have you done up until this point to address that? Right? Get yeah. there next. Because again, before you start pitching stuff, dive in. What have they done so far? If yeah. you told me you already brought in a consultant, right? If I asked you that in our role play and you had said, hey, I brought in a consultant just a couple months ago, now... I didn't pitch myself before I shot myself in the foot. I want to dive yeah. into that, right? What was that relationship like? Okay, you did the consultant thing. What what happened there? Now, yeah. when I come to finally say, okay, 
Luigi, I've got everything I need. Here's my my pitch to you. It's going to be clean, accurate, and attack all the things you just told me to make you feel good to then go in for that close and get that meeting on the on the calendar. But I love this. This is a very super tactical and 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 you know, just want to break this down quickly before we, you know, we 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 close up this episode. And we've probably got another three or four episodes that we could do after this, right? Because we talk about sequence, <laughs> there's, there's objection handling, but I just want to know what you've done, right? So today, what I love what you've shared today is all about get the research in, pl- in place. If you can't get the research about the exact persona or the exact person, get at least know their world, know the persona, which allows you to have that relevance and then gets that relatability because you've actually tied that into the message and have dialogue with the person and seek to understand does the problem actually exist for them? Because if there's no problem, then there's no potential real reason to progress the conversation. And versus, you know, like you said earlier, starting to word vomit on them about what you do when there's no real relatability or relevance to them. So I've absolutely loved the structure that you've shared. and I've loved the way that you've broken this down and given us insight into the way a cold calls run. But mate, before we sort of let you go today, where is the best place for our listeners to find and connect with you? LinkedIn. It's my bread and butter. Yep. Uh, hit me on that platform. I'm also on Twitter. Um, so I do enjoy a good Twitter time. Uh, I'm a little bit more laxed over there. But yeah, if you really want to connect with me and, and uh, find me, hit me on LinkedIn. I got a fire emoji in front of my name. Drop me a voice memo. I love a good voice memo. Um, it makes it a lot easier than you know a big novel of text, things like that. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me, and, and we can we can jam more on this if you have any questions. Awesome. We'll make sure your LinkedIn link, your Twitter handle is in the show notes. Um, I found this, you know, I've got a whole page of notes. Tom, I just want to say thanks, man. I, firstly, I want to say not just thanks for coming on our show and sharing a whole lot of insight into the way that you should be running calls but just for showing up every day you post pretty much every day you post insightful comment content um and you really do put out a lot of education first and your premise around giving you can see it in the content that you share man so i want to say thanks for showing up and helping our community try to be the best version of themselves they can be, mate. It's it's my my mission. Um, you know, it's, it's a good one to have. Salespeople make the world go around. Money's what makes it go around. And we don't have to be spamming our TAM and yeah. just burning through people. Um, it truly is just build some relationships. Now, I know there's stress to numbers and there's priority and urgency, and we still teach that. But you, you can't do it in a way that is what you saw here, just a very lacks conversation you don't need to get in the stress of that you know song and dance that everybody expects all the time well thanks again for coming on mate absolutely brother thanks for having me